Welcome to The Front Line, the sales and marketing podcast. Hello and welcome to The Front Line, sales and marketing podcast, where we aim to provide entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders with the three T's, the tools, the tips and techniques that improve sales and marketing for better results. So I am uh, Avon Coles and I am the CRM Marketing Automation Specialist. I'm joined here with Jeremy uh, from Outside Sales Training. And uh, unfortunately, Floris couldn't be with, here this, uh, with us here this morning, but we are joined by our lovely guest here, Jeremiah Sarkett, aka The Shark, who is the Senior APAC Manager from Keep, uh, formerly known as Infusionsoft. And he's joining us from Phoenix, Arizona. How are you today? I'm great. Awesome week. We just finished strong. You guys shark week. Last call of the week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> shark week indeed. <laughs> no, you don't like shark week. Anyway. Um, so yeah, welcome. Why don't you uh, give us a quick sort of rundown about yourself and what you do and, and um, how you're crushing it with uh, sort of sales and marketing. And why the shark? Yeah. Oh, the shark's a long story. Um, I didn't really like it at first the nickname i'm more of like a sea turtle or maybe one of those like whale sharks that you can kind of swim up to and you know go slow with and <laughs> have a good chill with but um no it's been a great run for me at at keep we used to be known as infusionsoft maybe some of the listeners know us that way but uh it's my eighth uh, year anniversary this month and i got promoted recently to the senior manager of our our channel and um you know i work with our, our channel partners in the apac region which is australia the pacific um, so avon is one of my amazing partners and he asked me to come on the show today and just connect with you guys and bring some value around sales and marketing i've developed a bit of uh sales legacy is what I like to call it in a, in a brand. I've created a product called Selling to Serve. And I learned that in the trenches uh, at this amazing company. And I, you know, I've gotten some great sales training along the way from people like Jeremy. And, um, you know, that's been obviously a catalyst and I highly recommend a sales trainer in your organization or in your corner. But yeah, that's a little bit about me guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, one of the things like we went through the, the, the selling to serve and I, I, I quite like that. And I think the, that's probably the way, the best way to go in today's sort of environment. So why don't you unpack a little bit more about that? Yeah, for sure. I, I, so I was struggling a little bit on my initial, um, my initial first month at, at Keep. It was hard for me. I had not been selling in maybe about five to six, seven years, roughly. I'd been a director and managing sales teams and uh, specifically in enrollment team uh, for a university, a uni, and um, coming and humbling a bit and taking a step back to take a giant step forward was new for me. I really hadn't done that in my career. And then, you know, to sell um, a high ticket item um, that required both the emotion and the logic together, um, you know, was a, a bit you know, different. I had to adjust and, and change. And um, I think as sales professionals, that's one of the things that is required of us. Uh, we're constantly being uh, tasked to pivot and to adjust our process, our call, um, our verbiage uh, to meet the needs of our customers. And I really didn't figure it out right away, guys, Avon, Jared, like it was a month into the gig. And I was literally, I cried myself home one, one day and said, what is going on? Can you do this? You know, can you make this happen? And I said, take the whole weekend, review yourself, how you've been approaching this. And it was this weekend, actually next, wait, next weekend coming up, Labor Day weekend. Um, you know, so literally what, call it 
you know, this time, you know, early, early on in my career, month one, <laughs> roughly eight years ago. So I had that long weekend to really dig into what I was doing or what I wasn't doing and what it, you know, what, what I found was, uh, was all about getting on the board and competing and showing that I can. And instead it was needing to be all about these small businesses that we were serving. And I made that shift that weekend. And the story for me is really unique. I literally came back to work at 8.30 in the morning, the very first call that I made out of my queue, like, yeah, my first deal. I think that was that's that little key element is like um, instead of that, you know, everybody thinks about sales as that aggressive salesperson's like, and this, and this, and this, we're going to kill your objection off and, and tell you, basically argue with you until you say yes, just to shut them up. Everybody, and yeah. and that the whole concept, even just in the name, selling to serve is like, you want to improve. I've got a way forward for you. Let's see if that fits. I'm not going to force you, but I have a way. I want to show you a way. Let me help yeah. you. And it's help, help, help. Yeah, absolutely. The way, yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so um, I guess uh, that kind of rings into something we're quite passionate on. And that's sort of uh, the, the buyer journey. So mm. how, what's, what's your, I guess, thoughts on uh, what a good buyer journey is or what's a bad buyer journey? Yeah, great question. And I, I'm keen on your interest there and knowledge and you know that, but it was something that one of our sales professional trainers, he's really a great guru out there in the space, uh, Skip Miller. Skip had come in and really had broken down our buyer's journey for a keep customer. And it was shocking. It was like, wow, there are a lot of things that we need to provide here to one, make the process compassionate, two, to remove the friction and three, make it scalable. So, all 50 reps could do that, right? Yeah. And um, it was a mix of things, Avon. It was, you know, obviously the right questions at the right time, but it was white papers, videos, right? Case studies, yeah. right? All of those things involved in that process to really um, wow the customer, appease and meet every one of their needs, if, if not 90% of them and get them to a decision-making process or, or stage. And that's oftentimes where I see a lot of sales organizations struggle. They do really, really good in, in those areas, but they're mm. not all honed in and connected and they struggle on that decision-making. It's interesting. Section. It's like, wow. It's interesting. Well, it's interesting what you just said there in terms of, um, you know, that it's white papers, it's uh, all of the stuff before they even talk to the sales rep. And I think one thing that people sort of forget is that most people are 51% of the, of the way down the buyer's journey before they even talk to a sales rep. So they need to see, you know, like you walk past a shop and then you've got the tables at the front with all the stock on it. So you don't have to walk in and get harassed or, or, you know, for good, for, for, you know, the, the worst thing that can happen, someone's going to make eye contact with you and say, hello, right. people don't like that. <laughs> they, they want to walk This is past. your brick and mortars example, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you, you know, the, the, the person standing on the corner with the flyer for Uber Eats, you want to cross the road, go around and make sure they don't. Look at you. <laughs> so so anyway. the psychology of it for sure. Yeah, so I, I guess um, people want to want to have a level of interest before they they sort of be harassed. Well, and then there's some data, but even behind that though, too, Avon. So that's true. And then it's like 82 percent, or even it's like up to 85 percent. And this was like off a Gallup poll recently that said, at the, even at that point, the sales rep treats comes on to the into the process or into the call of the meeting yep. in an unprepared fashion. 
So the consumer's going, what? Like, yeah. I'm already over here. You guys are way back over here. Or you're starting up here. It's like, no, meet, yeah. meet the consumer where they're at, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would be leading in with questions like, what are you looking for today? What do you want? And remembering back to my selling to serve training, once you've asked those questions, okay, so you've said that you want this, you want this, and you want this. Now, we can deliver on that, that, and that. Is there anything else that we've missed? Yeah, is there anything else? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to yeah. make me go back and retrain you though a little bit. It sounds like we need to get back into it a bit. Oh, well, I'm happy to go over. It's all good. I know you are. You're awesome, um, all right. So I guess um, we want to sort of get short, sharp and to the, to the point today. So what would yeah. be your top three selling tips? Ooh, shut your mouth and listen more. <laughs> like, just do it. Are you like in the, me, the or are you actually giving the sales tip? <laughs> <laughs> Probably to you because you're, you're, you're feeling like we need to go back through selling a server a bit, but not to everybody, to, to even Jer, like to even me, like all of us, the pros, listen to your calls recently and I guarantee you, you're over talking your client, you're not letting them like finish stuff, you're missing key elements of the call because we're excited or percent of the time every time i'm always talking more i feel the same way too and i'm like always listening to my calls it's like damn dude it's f1 yeah. I, when it first happened to me i was shocked and i was really disappointed in myself was, damn it this is not conversational this is crap yeah it's got to be conversational so i would say active listening it's over hyped and cliche but it's like the realest thing i could say listen better and zip it uh second thing have a sales flow not a script, but a flow, a flow to remind you what you need to be hitting on throughout your, your call. So you're not missing anything because you only get one chance to make that first impression. And they might be talking to three, four, 20 different vendors and they're evaluating these conversations. And if you can't stick it, damn it, somebody else is going to do that. Um, and then I would say the fourth or the third thing, and I might even give you a fourth thing, but the third thing would be to, to train, to train like an athlete to take time out of your day to read some sales language, to read a Brian Tracy piece or listen to Jeremy and his podcast, like do something daily or weekly, even maybe it's not daily for you, but weekly to personal develop on the sales side specifically. Maybe those are three tips and I'll leave it there. Yeah, that's awesome. There's a lot of reasons why there's coaches in, in this industry, because much like any sport, you know, it's a muscle. It's a, you've yeah. got to practice you got to get better at it and there should be coaches in all aspects of uh business and in, in, in any position um but it's just the sales is more uh focused on as a performance you know performance yeah. role so you've got to try to beat the competition so you're winning you try to beat in the competition <laughs> it's like a sport so that's why there's um coaching in like a lot that, of sales Jared. positions and the yeah, game is always changing too. Way. Like they change the rules every now and then. So you got to keep coaching. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Well, I, you know, I mentioned Brian Tracy. Brian's a great, you know, role model for all of us. But I mean, some of that stuff's back here now. It's advanced so much. Mm. And I might throw another name out. Like Graham Hawkins, he's an Aussie, I think. And uh, Graham, you know, teaches a lot about social selling. And he's a LinkedIn guy. And it's like, yeah, that's very important today. So it shifts like you're right. You want it shifts constantly. Well, now it's like uh, all of a sudden everything is done via tech, 
Whereas before it was uh, go face to face. Bam. <laughs> now, here's a virus to just lock your way. In. There's a pandemic to change the game up for you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But you're putting your, you're putting your, even though you're texting now, you still need to add value in those texts. You still need to be, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got to add value in it and you got to ha- get the customer to make some sort of a dis- decision, even in the text. So leaving them with next steps, leaving them with more value than they had beforehand, mm. making sure that every one of your texts is actually, uh, you're thinking about what you're saying. hundred <laughs> percent. Wow. I just had a little chit chat about that with my director. He said, you've had an interesting turn in the, in the month. Tell me a little bit about that. And I said, dang it. I hate to say it. It's the messaging. Yeah. The messaging has been really on point and sincere and deep and a lot of value in it. And, we, we chuckle a little bit and he said, wow, it's interesting how it's got to be like that now. Well, yeah. Yeah. so many deals are closed over a text message nowadays. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I bet you're so smooth. You could probably close a deal with just emojis. <laughs> <laughs> you keep the eggplant emoji to yourself. I do. I do actually, every emoji has a different emotion as well. And you can't, it's a surprising the, the impact that they have in messaging that you can actually make. I was telling him you made about that. That's come on the team. And we were talking about, like I was talking about the messaging, the social, we use an internal private Facebook page for a lot of our partners. And I was saying, Hey, you need to put a little bit more emojis in your messaging. <laughs> it works. <laughs> yeah. I'm always looking like, how do you spend so much time? I can't type that many emojis in a, in a message, but I see them all the time. I'm like, yep. That, Jerry's very active on, on Facebook. Love it. Um, Good stuff. And I think, you know, it's really important to have multiple channels. Like you've got email, you've got LinkedIn, you've got SMS, you know, we've even, even as like that sort of digital marketing technology firm, we're still doing custom printed cards and envelopes yep. with a wax seal and a bottle opener in it. And we send nice. that out. And then there's just another layer or so that when, you know, the old calendar on the fridge magnet thing is, is not. I mean, maybe that's not really relevant in today, but the, the, at least the theory behind it could still that's be relevant. Approach. Yeah, yeah, in that you're online, you're offline. Um, sure, you can't be in person right now, but if you were, then, you know, that would be even better. So, um, you know, if, I always say that if you were to take a million dollars and spend it on billboard ads, you'd get nowhere near the return as if you split it in half and put half on billboards and half in magazines. Just having, by virtue of having two channels, you are much, much better. Yeah. You know. So I think that's pretty good for today. Um, so I just wanted to go back over and, and, and recap on those three top tips. I thought that was absolutely golden. Uh, and that was sit back and listen, shut your mouth and just listen to what the customer Zip has it. to say. Zip it's it. My new shirt, I think, or my new hat. <laughs> have a sales flow, not a script. So have certain key yeah. milestones with maybe some dot points. I know exactly how you're doing that. Uh, have a few little items that you can talk about, maybe a few potential gotchas. Uh, and then have, um, train like an athlete. It is a muscle. It is something that you need to work on. It is something you need to improve and grow and practice on. And the game changes. So you just got to do it forever. And you will improve, you will grow, and it will be amazing. So in closing, Thank you very much, Jerry, for coming here. And uh, we really appreciate uh, you spending the time here. I know it's uh, uh, a very different time zone uh, over there in Phoenix, uh, although it's not too bad for either of us here. You guys are doing the real hustle. It's Saturday over there. I love that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <It's definitely> <laughs> awesome <laughs> to meet you. Awesome to meet you, by the way, as well, Jerry. 
Thank you, Jeremy. Let's stay connected. Let's get on LinkedIn and let me know. Yeah, for sure. At all and, I, th I think sometimes I, I think that the, the only difference is the time and I forget the day is different as well. Um, well, you know me by by now. Like um, I speak APAC and I sleep APAC and I come to my team from the future even. So yeah, <laughs> I feel like an Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had beers together. That's all good. Um, yeah, I miss it. I almost moved to Brisbane. Guys, yeah, before the pandemic was going on, and you know we were thinking about building a little bit more of our base and, and team there, and it was a great honor, but just wasn't the right time. I was excited about it. Well, here's to the future. So uh, <laughs> if you have any topics you wish for us to discuss, or if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us on thefrontlinepodcast.com. Uh, there will be links to Jerry's uh, LinkedIn and uh, other materials on the blog post and in the comments. And uh, we want to thank you again for listening. You can catch us on uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the website. And stick around and, oh, sorry, <laughs> come back and meet us back on the front line next time. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. You have been listening to the Sales and Marketing Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and hope to see you again soon on the front line.